All right, let's open up in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to learn more about your word. And we thank you, Lord, for this tool that you've given us to study the scriptures uh, in further detail. I pray that you might bless those listeners here this morning. I pray that uh, they might be able to be better equipped uh, through this tool. And I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, let's begin with Isaiah chapter 45, 13. Let's take a look at this uh, verse. I have raised him up in righteousness. I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and let my exiles go free. Not for price nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts. Now we have here personal pronouns. Who is I? I have raised him up. Um, who is he? He shall build my city. Uh, who are the exiles? My exiles. Um, what Logos has done recently is they have tagged all the personal pronouns. And all I have to do is take my mouse over the word I, right click. And notice here in the right menu here, I have God. God. So God is saying, I have raised him up. Now, who's him? I right-click on him, and him is Cyrus. Cyrus. Now, if I study the context, I, I know back in uh, verse 1, Cyrus is mentioned. Now, I'd have to, I would have to do a little bit of digging to find that out. But what's nice here is I can immediately look at the passage and right-click and see that Cyrus is identified here as being referred to. So Logos has done and identified all the personal pronouns. They've done that to cities as well. Uh, people, places, and things are the uh, three main areas that they have tagged uh, these pronouns. Now, look at this, um, my exiles. I right-click on that. The Israelites, we see down here that the Israelites are mentioned and, of course, this is a prophecy of uh, Cyrus, uh, and eventually God would use Cyrus to allow the Jews to return back to their land. Now, if I wanted to, in my city, one more thing, my city would be the place, and notice Jerusalem is mentioned there, Jerusalem the place, down your right menu. Now, if I wanted to do a further study on Cyrus, or where is Cyrus mentioned in the New Testament. Uh, I would right-click on He, and I would go to Cyrus, and I'll click on Person, and then I want to search not inline. I want to search this resource. And notice I have 57 results. Now, if I was doing this simply by searching, I would type in Cyrus, but I'd miss all the references to me, uh, His. Uh, maybe Cyrus is called by another name. And I would miss all that, but Logos has tagged every reference to Cyrus, whether he's mentioned by another name, a personal pronoun. They have tagged all that, and that's very helpful. So notice here the, the syntax is person Cyrus. Now, if I didn't know that, I could start to type in Cyrus. And notice here... I have a drop-down menu. This is very helpful. If you just start to type in 
the name, and then you can go down and choose. Now, if I chose Cyrus with the English, it would only search for Cyrus as mentioned and identified in the English. But I don't want to do that. I want to start. I want to uh, search Cyrus the man. So if you see this, you want to click that. And notice I even have other suggestions, beginning with CY, Cyrene, and all this down here. But I wanted to start. I want to type in, you know, the uh, beginning of his name, and then I can find it here. And then notice the syntax, person Cyrus, and then hit the arrow key, and there it is, 57 results. Now, another helpful search is a doctrine search. Yes? Does this work in Logos 5, or is this new to Logos 6? I believe this is new to Logos 6. It's new to Logos 6. Okay. It is. Okay. New to Logos 6. And that's very helpful to identify every person, place, and thing, no matter what the name uh, is mentioned, no matter what, what the uh, reference is. Um, I want to look at uh, doctrines in Scripture. And here's an example of a search I've done. And the uh, I'm looking at uh, search fields. And this is where we get into field searching. Now, field searching really helps you narrow down your results. If I simply type in a word or phrase, you know, I might get a thousand hits or whatever. But... If I narrow it down to large text or heading text, I narrow it down to, in a book, you might have a chapter title. And I narrow it down to that title. And so that doctrine is elaborated in that chapter versus simply mentioned one time in a commentary or, uh, you know, another book. So I want to narrow down my search results. I will choose search field, large text, or even heading text. And then I, I created a custom collection of uh, Ryrie being author. This is the author series. And a little helpful tent, uh, a hint by Morris Proctor is, if you like a particular author, name the collection author series and then the name. That way they're all grouped together. And you can see I have various authors of Scripture that are grouped together. Instead of you know looking down for Ryrie under R and, you know, Larkin under L. Uh, the tip is put all the author series together, and I have like Frutenbaum, I can search all his works. I can search Chafer, Leitner, author, author series is very helpful. So I chose Ryrie here. Now, obviously the results come up by three, diff three different ways I can uh, group these results. Here by resource, so I have uh, Dr. Ryrie's uh, articles, for instance, and I have the word doctrine, Pauline doctrine of the church. Uh, I have doctrine of capital punishment, doctrine of God, doctrine of man. So various doctrines mentioned, doctrine of last things by Charles Ryrie. What's even more helpful is if I click rank, ranked. And that way, instead of looking under each book, I can automatically scroll down through the headings and find what I'm looking for. So rank is really helpful. If I click on ranked, notice I have Doctrine of Demons, and a lot of these are in the, you know, if you're familiar with the Ryrie Study Bible, uh, he has a list of various doctrines at the end of his study Bible. So I have a Doctrine of Angels, Satan, Demons, 
And I can just briefly run down through the list to find what I'm looking for. And that way my searches are more focused. Now I also want to look at verses. I'm searching for verses. Obviously I could type in the verse. And let's clear this out. I want to show you how to clear out. Click underneath there and hit clear. And so now I'm searching all text. So I clear that out. And notice here the the searches are not as or, or more broad here in the sense as results. When the word I don't want just the word doctrine. I want uh, the titles or headings called doctrine. Now heading text. I want to show, show you this dealing with scripture verses. If I'm looking up a verse and I want to want to search not simply where that verse is found everywhere in my library, I want to narrow it down. Is there, are there any extended uh, expositions on Romans 10.9, for instance? I put the verse in quotes. Now, why do I do that? Why do, does anyone know I would want to put the verse in quotes? Well, if I don't, uh, sometimes it will search for Romans or Romans 10. Now, I think they have updated this to where if I don't have it in quotes, it will still search the same results. But... Sometimes if you're looking at a phrase, you want to put it in quotes. Let's see what it does here. Yeah, they, they have uh, fixed that. But I would like, but more than likely you want to put these, um, the verse in quotes. Now notice also I want heading text and large text. Once again, I want heading text and large text. And then I pick a collection. Maybe I want, um, let me go back to here too. Uh, my collection is grace. I created a collection of all grace authors. Obviously, I don't want to search lordship authors. I have John MacArthur in my library. I don't care what he says about Romans 10. I, mean, I do, but really, if I wanted to study the opposition of what he had, I, I want to study just my favorite authors or dispensational authors on what they say about Romans 10. So I choose heading text, large text. And notice even my personal books I created, uh, Grace and Focus, I have, has this passage ever bothered you. And here Bob Wilkin develops, uh, he has an article on Romans 10. And I look down here again, ranked, I can do by resource. Um, I have here Larry Moyer's Free and Clear. But ranked here, I have a, uh, article here. Uh, examining Romans 10:9. So instead of just the word, just the verse mentioned, I have a exposition on that passage. So heading text and large text is very helpful uh, when you're trying to find a further exposition of a passage or a doctrinal topic. Another search that's recent with uh, Logos now is milestone searching. Milestones. Now, what is a milestone? Well, let me show you the uh, a commentary. This is a Bible knowledge commentary. Okay, for instance. All right, and let's let's type in um, let's say uh, Romans five. Milestone uh, is the way Logos tags commentaries, but this is really computer language that's underneath the surface, but you can search for that. 
For instance, the milestone here would be Romans 5.1. And this would include everything under Romans 5.1. So that paragraph would be searched in that commentary. Uh, for instance, the next uh, milestone in this uh, commentary is Romans 5.2. See? And then the milestone 3 and 4 are combined. So it'll search for, for instance, if you see a word or phrase in that commentary, and I want to find out if there's another commentary that has that word or phrase. I can easily do that through milestone searching. And this is a neat way to search through all your commentaries, not through the entire commentary, but you're searching just for a commentary that mentions notes under Romans 5.2. Now, I'll give an example of this. I have a search here called Literal Babylon. So in 1 Peter 5.13, uh, there's a debate whether the mentioned Babylon, Peter's writing from Babylon. Well, a lot of people say, well, that's a code word for Rome. Um, I believe it's Literal Babylon. So I want to find another commentary that expresses that this is Literal Babylon. So what I did is I put literal Babylon in quotes. And then I notice all caps within. I want to find, I'm combining searches together. Literal Babylon within, the syntax milestone, and then in uh, the little carrots there, First Peter 5.13. All right? So I have literal Babylon within milestone, First Peter 5.13. Now, I want to do this by resource, and it's interesting that here I have Arnold Gabeline, and in his commentary under 1 Peter 5, again, we're not searching through Gabeline's entire commentaries for Little Babylon. We're narrowing it down to that section under 1 Peter 5.13. I find here that he mentions Little Babylon in his commentary. Let me enlarge that here. He says, This is a greeting from the other elect ones in Babylon, as we have shown in our introduction, in literal Babylon on the bank of the Euphrates. So obviously Arnold Gabeline believed that this was not Rome. This was literal Babylon. Now, uh, another example, going back to my search, and this, this is really interesting, I found a commentary, Lange, if you're familiar with his writings, and he wrote in the 1800s, and he held to literal Babylon. He says uh, the literal Babylon in Chaldea is meant, and he goes on and develops that. And now... Uh, I happened to put down the date here of this. This was in 1867. So obviously it's not simply uh, dispensational bias that uh, views this as literal. There are other authors out there that held to literal Babylon. And so I can easily find the commentaries that I'm looking for that expresses a doctrine or a concept by milestone searching. I'll give you another example uh, say I'm looking in, in a whole chapter. I don't have to limit this to verse. I have. I want to find out authors who believe in a literal 24-hour day creation. So I have a literal 24 within, meaning near. I'm combining two searches together. 
literal 24 within milestone, and then I have the whole chapter, Genesis 1. And I find here um, the Believer's Bible Commentary, where the six days of creation, literal 24-hour days, or were they geological ages? Now, sometimes they'll mention literal 24. doesn't mean they necessarily believe in literal 24, but that phrase is found there. But uh, the author here does believe in a literal 24-hour creation. Unger as well. Look, I have a new Unger Bible handbook. He says here, uh, the six days of creation in Genesis 1 can either represent literal 24-hour days of creation and goes on and he defends the literal 24-hour days of creation. So a lot of helpful information now I can find in my commentaries and searching all the commentaries just in that chapter or that verse. So that's milestone searching. Now I want to show you uh, another helpful tool Many of you are familiar with um, the lexicon, the Hebrew Greek. Uh, I grew up on the Hebrew Greek key word study Bible by Spiros Zodiates. How many of you uh, have that? And uh, I, I like his, uh, although it's not as detailed as BDAG, uh, I like that, that uh, lexicon for several reasons. One of the reasons is he lists synonyms and anonyms. He takes the Greek word and lists synonyms, other Greek words that are related to this Greek word, and then opposites. I want to show you how useful this is. Uh, for instance, open it to Galatians 5.21. So we'll go back here. Let me close out the other tabs here. And we'll look at uh, Galatians 5.21, for instance. And we have here the uh, works of the flesh. And we run across here drunkenness. All right. Now, I right-click on drunkenness, and I find the lemma. And then I go down, and this is based on my prioritized list. I'm not going to get into how to prioritize your lexicons. Many of you already know how to do that. But you have here your favorite five, or the fab five. You have underneath here, I listed Zodiati's Word Study Dictionary. So I'm looking for the drunken, the word drunken. Methe is the Greek word here. Now, notice here he lists synonyms, other words that are similar to this word drunkenness. What's really helpful is the antonyms, the opposite. What's the opposite of drunkenness? Now, uh, sobriety here, temperance. And let's, for instance, click on this uh, Strong's link, 1466. And notice it's interesting here, uh, self-control, temperance is mentioned in Galatians 5.23. So, what is the corresponding fruit of the Spirit that you should have instead of being drunk? Works of the flesh. The corresponding fruit is self-control. And so I believe there are, uh, you know, this would make a neat study to take the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit and find the exact opposites. What corresponds, like for instance, anger or wrath. What would be the opposite of that? Love. Fruit of the Spirit is love. 
So by looking at zodiates, I find the exact opposite of this Greek word. And that's really helpful when you're looking for synonyms or antonyms. I think zodiates is the only one that lists antonyms that I, could, that I know of. Now, another, going back to our passage in Galatians, Galatians uh, chapter 5, let's take a look at fornication. Uh, look at the Galatians 5.19. Works of the flesh are evident, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, and lewdness. Now, we would categorize those first four as sexual sins. Sexual sins. Now, what if I wanted to study all sexual sins in the New Testament? How would I do that? Well, one way I could do that is through semantic domain searches, Laonida uh, searches. I could right-click, and I'll do this because, by the way, adultery is a textual variant there. So if I right-click here, I don't see Laonida listed. See? So I'll do fornication. Fornication here, I'll take, I'll right click under Laonida and notice I have 88.271. I'll click on that and then I'll go to the lexicon. And now, I don't know if you can see that, let me enlarge the font here for you. I have here to engage in sexual immorality of any kind, often with the implication of prostitution to engage in illicit sex, commit fornication, and so forth. Now, within this semantic domain range, I have here, and I don't know if you can see that here, sexual misbehavior. It's the category listed here. And you have a grouping of related Greek words. And so I have a semantic domain range of 88.271 the 88 point or dot 282. So I want to search here 10 Greek words at once for the concept of sexual immorality. I could conclude homosexuality, prostitution, whatever. They're all grouped together. I want to study that concept there. And so I want to search all those words. Now, a back way of doing this, if you don't know the syntax would be to start with your translation. Here I have the New King James. I right-click fornication, and I say, search this resource. And notice the syntax is already up there for me. There's a little slight change you need to make. Now I go back to Laonida and find out what my domain range is. My domain range is this category sexual misbehavior, 88.271 to 88.282. And all, ha all I have to do now is change that in my search. And so all I have to do is add a dash to 282. Now one thing I do have to do is remove this Laonida equals. So I'll take that out. So I have LN... 88.271 to 88.282. And now I'll run the search. And now I have 
the various words related to sexual sins. Now, obviously, I can expand on that if I go back to Laonida. Notice here, under licentiousness or perversion, I have that category, or even impurity. So actually, I can begin with impurity and broaden the search, 88.256. So all I have to do is change right here this to 256, and now I even have a broader search here. And notice I have uh, harlots, I have uh, perverse, uh, adultery, perversion, you know. And so I have a broader search dealing with sexual sins. Now, another helpful thing is once I have this broad category, I'm searching 30 Greek words at once, or 30 lemmas at once, um, categorized under sexual sins. I want to graph the results. What chapters in the Bible deal heavily with sexual sins? So what I do is simply taking this result, graph results. Now, I want not only books of the Bible, it's interesting that which book of the Bible deals with sexual sins more than any other? List them. Revelation 23. 23. Of course, now the second one you would automatically guess is 1 Corinthians. They had some problems there at that church. <laughs> uh, we have 19 hits. Now, I want to also break it down by chapter. So notice here, I could take number of hits in books. I have several options. I can do percentages and so forth. But I simply want to look at number of hits in chapter. What is the chapter that deals with sexual sins more than any other? And notice here, I scroll down and what stands out is 1 Corinthians 6. Nine times sexual sins are mentioned in 1 Corinthians 6. And, you know, you're very familiar with that chapter dealing with, uh, I believe, the brother committing sexual immorality and, you know, that uh, he, he needed church discipline. Uh, so this is very helpful. Once you break down your results by graph your results, you can really narrow down what you're looking for. Next, I want to show you a customized thing that I've done with the passage list. Now, Robbie has another video online that I did that elaborates on this. So I'm just going to briefly mention this. I created a customized list of all the verses in the Old and New Testament dealing with the Millennial Kingdom. And I want to search just verses dealing with the Millennial Kingdom. Oh, by the way, uh, these search results, you say, well, how can I remember the syntax of Laonide and all this? Well, once you watch this video, this is what you need to do. I have a favorites folder, and you simply take your search result, like for instance, Laonida. You create a folder, notice here, you new folder, and you title it. Hopefully I spelled that correctly. And click outside of it. And then... You could drag this search result to that folder. All right. So if I close these out right here, close all tabs, I can come to my favorites and I can click that. 
And by the way, I can drag this, hold down your left mouse and drag it to where I want it. So I can drag it and put it in alphabetical order like I did here, see. And that's in, uh, I created a, Morse Proctor recommends, uh, he, he, he mentions that uh, create the alphabet A through Z, each folder, and then drag things underneath that. That's, that's so that you'll be better organized in your favorite folders. Okay. Another, another way, I know Logos itself, if you're in, for instance, um, let's start, do a Bible search here. Uh, it has some suggestions here. Notice, but Logos doesn't list everything. <laughs> so that's why I started, even before they came up with this in Logos 6, I started creating my own favorites folder of searches, customized, you know, to my needs. And uh, they'll suggest, you know, like person Moses, and they'll, you can click on that, and they'll search for Moses in the New Testament. You know, they, they have some suggested searches, so you don't have to remember the syntax for those searches. But uh, I think a favorites is, uh, folder is the best way to go. Now, Millennial Kingdom searches, going back to the Millennial Kingdom. Um, for instance, if I wanted to find where Israel, the land of Israel, is mentioned, everywhere where Millennial Kingdom verses are mentioned. I want to see Israel in relationship to the kingdom, the land of Israel. This is what I did. They have a place, place Israel. Now, notice here, I created a customized passage list. Again, on that other video, uh, I think Robbie went into that a little bit on how to create a customized passage list. And you can add to that or you know, take away verses. But once you create a customized passage list, it says search all Bible texts in. And notice here the drop-down menu. And by the way, you, have to, you will only see this under Bible search. You will not see this under basic search. So this has to be a Bible search. It will be invisible in basic search. This customized passage list is listed down below. See under passage list there? I have a whole group that I've created, and Robbie has created other doctrines, like Doctrine of Angels, all the passages on angels. So I'm just searching those passages dealing with angels or whatever doctrine. And I'm not searching the entire entire Bible. So I created one on millennial passages. I have another one on tribulational verses, passages dealing with faith alone and Christ alone. About 175, I believe, passages on faith alone and Christ alone. Prophecies of the first coming of Christ. Where is Christ called the star? And it's numbers. And only have one hit. And so it's very helpful to create a customized passage list. So what I did is here, notice, search all Bible texts in, this is again, your customized passage list, which would be millennial passages. And I think this is available, this list is available online. So you can automatically download this. You don't have to recreate this. Uh, Robbie has it on uh, Faith Life, I think. There's a, his uh, Faith Life account. You can share these passage lists. So this is available. Um, now I choose my translation here, New King James. And notice here, 
I have verses dealing with the uh, land in Israel, including here, notice here, um, uh, Jeremiah 23, I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries where I've driven them and bring them back to their folds, referring to the land of Israel. And I can easily look at all the passages dealing with the land or the land of Israel in relationship only to the kingdom. Um, there will be a ruler in Israel, for instance, in Micah 5, 2. That's a reference to the coming kingdom. So this is very helpful in narrowing down your what you're looking for. Instead of searching for the land of Israel through the entire New Testament, I want to see Israel in relationship to the kingdom. I also did a search like where is Egypt found in relationship to the kingdom? Notice here I place Egypt nation. And I have prophecies dealing with Egypt and the kingdom. And there they are in Jeremiah 23. Uh, the return will be like the return from the land of Egypt and, and so forth. So you see the results there. Well, even the Jewish temple. I did one on the Jewish temple. And this is the thing. Now, how I came up with the syntax here is, again, you type in temple. And notice here we have the option, I believe, Jewish temple. See right there? Jewish temple, buildings and structures. And then it says thing, Jewish temple. And then I hit search. I didn't simply type in the English word temple. See? And now I have passages related to the temple and the kingdom. And notice in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2, we have the um, mountain of the Lord's house. Remember, the city of Jerusalem will be elevated and there will be a millennial temple where the Lord will reign on over Jerusalem. And uh, also, you know, you can look at the results in uh, Haggai 2, 7. I'll fill this temple with glory. And that's the future millennial temple. Any questions? You're under Bible search. See right here, that selected Bible search. But I mean, those when you put those arrows on each side, that narrows it down to search. Is that right? Is that what that does? Well, they they filled that in. You brag. You should. They they filled that what I call is the computer syntax. They filled that in. For instance, I'm looking for temple. I typed in temple, and in its drop-down menu, fills in the proper syntax. So I'm looking for. I really want the thing of a temple. It's a little confusing here with temple. It's a probably a bad choice, but I found one that's related to and this little icon right there. A little looks like a box. Uh, that's a thing. So you create these little icons for people. Looks like a little miniature person there in blue. Uh, they have uh, other different searches you can do. Um, send searches that has a little fish-like symbol. I think what I, I th think what you're asking, which yes, the brackets do get mo more specific. Okay. So when he writes thing and he puts in the brackets, it's only looking for thing, thing Jewish temple. I see. 
Right, right, exactly. Yes, yes. I'll show you. For instance, I typed in temple here, and I scroll down, and I find here the thing, building a structures Jewish temple right here. Click on that, and notice it filled in the syntax. It put thing, it put Jewish temple, put it in a bracket. So it did it for me. I don't have to remember that. Uh, and now I find the temple in relationship to the kingdom. Just verses dealing with the temple and the kingdom. Now, if I want to do that with tribulation, the temple and the tribulation, I created a list here called tribulation passages. I scroll down here to uh, tribulation verses. And now I have the temple, the Jewish temple, in relationship to the tribulation, including the Davidic covenant promise in 2 Samuel 7.13. We have Daniel 9.24 mentioned there, Matthew... Um, 2316 saw the temple and then the Antichrist uh, setting himself up in the temple of God in Second uh, Thessalonians 2.4. So once again, I'm not searching through my entire uh, Bible for a temple. I'm narrowing it down to the tribulation or the kingdom. Any questions on that? All right. Now, the next thing I want to show you is the send search. John 3.16. I had a lady the other day who asked this question. Uh, we're all familiar with John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Now, she was reading in uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse t- 15, love not the world. We say, okay, if God loved the world, and the Bible says we're not to love the world, there's a disconnect there. Now, how do you explain that? Now, you could say, well, that's a different Greek word. That's always our famous phrase. Well, that's a different Greek word. Well, it's, not the different, it's not a different Greek word. It's the same word, cosmos. Uh, but the meaning is different. The meaning is different. So this is where the sense lexicon comes in handy. Now, obviously, if you would look at BDAG, you would list, you know, I don't know how many definitions he has under world or cosmos, six or seven maybe. And he does have a category for the system of evil controlled by Satan. Uh, he has the world system, and then he has the world as a population, populace. So he distinguishes that. But he, it's interesting. He doesn't list every verse. All the lexicons do not list every possible verse. They have a select few. But the sense a lexicon has attempted to try to be exhaustive. They're not exhaustive. There's still some problems there. This is being developed, but uh, notice here, uh, right-click on the word world, and notice here, looks like a fish icon here. It's the, the uh, their lexicon, their version of their own le- Greek lexicon. Notice world populace. It already has the, the definition there. So it's not talking about Satan's system of evil. Obviously, God does not love Satan's system of evil. See, But God loves Human, the human race, human, human beings. And that's why he sent his son Jesus to die. But when we come, when we turn to, uh, 1 John chapter 2 verse 15, 1 John 2 15, do not love the world. Now you can right click and look at the Greek word there, same Greek word. Alright? That doesn't help. Uh, but when you look at the sense lexicon, notice world system. World system. Now, if you want to further define that, 
you click on Sense World System and you go to the Bible Sense Lexicon. And notice the expanded definition here up in the upper left. Uh, let me enlarge that for you. He defines here the people constituting the worlds whose values, beliefs, and morals are in distinction and rebellion to God's. We call that Satan's cosmic system, Satan's world system. Now, what if I wanted to search just for that concept throughout the Bible? I want to find not where the word world is mentioned, not even where the word cosmos is mentioned. I want to find out where it's referring to Satan's system of evil. The world, what we call the world system. I can easily do that now. I can go back to 1 John 2.15. I'll right-click on the word world, and notice I'll choose sense down here. Now, they have the lemma uh, here above, but I, want, I don't want the lemma here. I want the word sense. Search, not inline. I'm not a big fan of inline searching. Um, it's okay, but I'd rather do this. I think it's you can see the results easier with, this resource right there and so he says the world cannot hate you but it hates me <laughs> is he talking about everyone no he's talking about the world system in john 7 7 see and so we have all the references to satan's system of evil 93 results and once again if we wanted to classify what chapter deals with satan's system of evil What's the uh, we go we graph the results and we look at number of hits in chapter and notice uh, John 17 when he prays for the believer he talks about the cosmic system nine times nine times and by the way it's, it's, that's an interesting study in John 17 we have the English word world used in four different senses four different you look at BDAG under John 17, you have four different meanings for the English word world. That would be a good chapter for hermeneutics, the study distinction and word meanings. So graphing, that, graphing those results are very helpful. Now let's do uh, the uh, near searching. I want to show you about near searching. Questions? Yes. Discusses the criteria that are used for distinguishing these senses, or who, who's the author of these senses? I, they're developing a faith. I don't know who's working on that at Faith Life. Do you, are you aware of who's developing that? I can find out, though. But I, I will say this: a caveat. There are some searches that are inaccurate. There, there are things they have said that this means this. That they're not. All dispensationalists there. I don't. I haven't found any. I don't know if any, there are any dispensational writers there. But they have incorrectly, you know, classified certain words. So you have to be careful. It's not a perfect tool. Yes, exactly. Now I don't know if they do. They take BDAG's lexicon and see where he categorizes that, and then they incorporate that but BDAG doesn't list all these verses someone else had to do that and I don't know if it's a combination of how they did that various lexicons yeah it's a team um, but I can certainly find out how they go about doing it mm -hmm. yeah 
I'll try to have that answer for you before the conference ends. And I think to that same point, their credentials should be published on the website. I think most everybody in the development department, the credentials are on the website. Yeah, everybody who's in development. Most of the people in development are seminary or either seminary professors or pastors. There are people who are PhD. We have a lot of PhDs that work for us. So there is high, high volume talent working in the development of software. Yes. Actually, a different question. If you go back to that search result, when you search on the sentence, do you have that up still? The actual search result. Okay, the search result. Let's see what it is. I think I lost it here. Yeah, I can rerun it here. Here it is. All right, so this is something I noticed that kind of changed over time. Notice the words that are highlighted there. I mean, I get why of might be highlighted in some cases, but in some of the searches I've done, the word that's highlighted, I'm baffled by it. I go, okay, and then I get to the text and I kind of figure it out, but it seems like that's gotten, sometimes it's kind of hard to follow the highlighting there. See, if you have a definite article in the Greek word, the interlinear, I think, the way they coordinate that screws it up, screws your search results up. They'll include, you know, the definite article instead of the word. And, you know, there's looking at, you know, the article with a noun. Sometimes we'll just hit list the article in an interlinear. Yeah. So that's a bug. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Sometimes when I've done a search, it's actually been kind of confusing. Look at John 1430. The ruler of this world. Now, the hit should be world, right? It has of. Now, it's more than likely in the interlinear you have of this world is the one Greek word. So it takes the first word of and lists the word of. See, instead of, you know, world. So you have of this world. So there are Greek words that are translated by three English words or four. So we'll take the first result. So, yeah. I want to say that started in version four even. I started noticing some of the highlighting was kind of a little bit different. Now, in your searches before Logos 4, were they correct? Yeah, in Logos 3, it would highlight world. And then when it went to Logos 4, which was a huge change, right? When it went to Logos 4, all of a sudden I started noticing this kind of highlighting. And it's kind of been there all the way through since. Yeah, it's especially buggy when you go to analysis view. It'll list, you know, of and even no Greek word at all. You know, it'll be blank, dot. You know, and it's so yeah. It's not perfect, but uh, okay. All right. Any other questions? All right. Let's move on to um, the uh, near search, and this is again a really helpful search that I've found. Say, for instance, I'm looking for a doctrine in a specific verse. All right. The example I, I give here is. I'm looking at Revelation 3.10. I want to search my library for not just the verse Revelation 3.10. I want to find Revelation 3.10 in relationship to the rapture. So I combine searches here. I, I search the entire library. Revelation 3.10, I put in quotes. That's the verse. 
And then I put the word near, all caps, near. So I want to find this verse near this doctrine. I think this type of search is probably one of the most helpful searches. Think in terms of not simply one term. Normally when we do a search like online, we'll do one term. Think of a combination approach to narrow down your results. Think doctrine with verse, doctrine with verse, or concept or phrase with the verse. So I have Revelation 3.10, near rapture. And uh, my results have Stanton's book. Um, he mentions the rapture and he elaborates on Revelation 3.10. See? And I can even do that, choose my commentaries. Instead of the library, I can narrow it down to, I have a category called dispensational commentaries. So I can look at uh, dispensational commentaries, Revelation 3.10, near the rapture. I have uh, Arnold Frutensbaum's Footsteps of the Messiah. Right there, result. Rapture is in Revelation 3.10. So the near search here looks at this term near this. And I think it's like eight characters or eight or ten. I don't know what the exact syntax. Do you know the exact syntax of the near search? Is it like eight words? Something like that. It'll search this phrase within eight words. You don't have to remember eight. You can actually type, I want this phrase within one word. You can actually type that in within two words. And that is helpful when you do Greek searches. You're this Greek word within one word of this Greek word. Um, but near is just an easy way to do it. Now, I want to show you, uh, in law, if you have Logos now, if you're a Logos now subscriber, they're developed, this is in development. Uh, the systematic theology tool is listed under passage guides. So you go to guides, passage guide. And let's type in again, we can use 1 John 2.15, love not the world. And notice here this category, it's under literary typing, they have now a category called systematic theologies. Systematic theologies. And it'll list systematic theologies by denomination. I just lost it here. Hold on. Where is it? Uh, here it is. Okay, right there. Okay. It'll list those by uh, subject or resource. Now, resource, notice how they have classified the theologies by denomination, which... I think is not perfect. <laughs> you can have uh, Baptists believing just about anything, you know. That really doesn't help. But they said eventually they'll classify it by their theological belief system. Problem is, dispensationalists, and I've argued this on the blog, and I, maybe I need some help from you all to go on there. I've tried to defend, we need a separate category for dispensationalists, but they kind of, you know. You know, you can be a dispensations and be a Presbyterian about it. Yes, you can. And that's the point. You know, but at least it should be under non-denomination. They should put it under one to have it all together. I'll give an example of this. Um, before we look at that, they they list your various systematic theologies in Leitner's uh, Handbook of Evangelical Theologies listed under Baptist. Now, technically, I, I know Dr. Leitner personally. He's spoken at a church several times. 
And he's a member of a Bible church, which is not Baptist. Now, he came from a Baptist denomination. But the criteria for mentioning this is, what is the author's current, when he wrote the book, his denominational affiliation? And it was Bible, non-denominational. Chafer. Chafer's mentioned... No, they put put Walbert under Presbyterian, uh, and they put Chafer under Independent. And he's listed there side by side with this guy, Thomas Wrigley, whoever that guy is. I don't know who that body divinity, but Chafer is listed by them under Independent. I'll show you the dispensationalist, by the way. The uh, uh, you can actually go to your settings, and I'll choose just a dispensational. Category, So you can narrow down. I don't want to look at the other systematic theologies. I just want those who are dispensationalists. And now I have four categories. I have uh, Baptist, Independent, Non-Denominational, Presbyterian. Ryrie is listed under Non-Denominational. Technically, though, he attends uh, First Baptist Downtown Dallas. Uh, but I really don't want Ryrie under bad. I, I, I'm more satisfied at Ryrie under Non-Denominational. I think the others should be moved to non-denominational. Um, but they have Leitner under Baptist. Uh, this Moody Handbook of Theology, which is dispensational, classic dispensational work, under Baptist, because N's affiliated with the Baptist Church. I think he attends the Southern Baptist Church. But I tried to argue on the website that, you know, that's really not that really shouldn't be listed by the denominational category, but I didn't get it very far with that. Baptist seminary is huge. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But, you know, like uh, the uh, Chafer and uh, Walward, listen, Walward, Walward left the Presbyterian Church. Well, the Presbyterian Church left Walward in the 40s. They've abandoned dispensational theology. So... To put Walvard under Presbyterian, just because in the past he was Presbyterian, when he actually wrote in the 1990 uh, "What We Believe," that book that they have there listed under systematic theology, Walvard was attending a Bible church, which would be under the category of non-denominational. Now, I'm trying to argue on the web to people who don't understand dispensational theology why they should be classified. And then they'll, they'll t- they said, well, we'll classify them further by their theological belief. I said, that's fine, but, you know, it's really helpful if you, you know, you, know, you don't like the term dispensationalist, you know, at least shove them under non-denominational. So I'll have them together. But, you know, didn't get anywhere on that. <laughs> Okay, the under settings, I can narrow it down to my custom collection. I have a custom collection of dispensational writers. So I have to look through, you know, um, institutes, uh, Calvin's institutes. I don't have to look through uh, Hodge or Shedd, uh, his systematic theology. I can narrow it down to just my dispensational systematic theologies. And I'm looking for that passage in that systematic theology. If we haven't done that and we click on settings, what are we going to see? I think he's trying to... You have to create a custom uh, guide first. And again, I have these available, I think, on Robbie's Faith Life website. I had a category dispensational commentaries or dispensationalists. 
and you can download that or upload it, and um, it'll appear in your collection. We click on that. We have no choice. You'll have just the ones that you, you know, I don't have all these collections. I, you know, create a bunch of collections, but just the dis- if you want just the dispensational writers, you can do that. Yeah. Now, uh, so I narrowed it down. Now I have two options here. I can do by subject now. Now I'm looking through my various dispensational theologies that are dispensa- that that are under this passage mentioned first on two fifteen. I have theology proper, Christology, pneumatology. What category would more than likely love not the world? That would be a sanctification passage. So I'd want to look under uh, soteriology or um, I think that includes the area of sanctification as well. Uh, and then I'll find here, you know, the passage mentioned. Now, demonology, chafer, or love not the world. Of course, Satan's world system. That's why you can look at the categories here at Ryrie List. In relationship to unbelievers, he mentions First John 2.15. So they've tried to take each systematic theology and divide it under its section. Uh, theology proper, Christology, pneumatology, and then where that verse is found, they'll put it under that section of systematic theology, which is really nice, really nice. Um, again, further down the road, they will take this and deal with what are all writers who believe in um, total depravity or or. What are all the uh, writers, who are all the writers dealing with uh, faith alone, Christ alone? Or they'll break it down further in the theological or limited atonement. Uh, list me, give me all the writers believing in limited atonement or unlimited atonement. You know, that's their goal with this tool. They're going to develop that further. But the problem is if you have people that don't understand, to me, for, for me, dispensational theology, you know, so I'm going to try to do my best to represent uh, dispensationalists when they develop this tool. But anyway, that's a, that's another feature that's really nice. Now, the information window. If you're familiar with the information window, let's open that up. Uh, tools under lookup information. And I really like this as a floating panel. And by the way, there's a little free... Uh, program you can uh, load to your computer called Desktop Pens. And I want to pin this window right there and so it's pinned. So it won't go away. There, it's floating. Um, New King James. And let's go back to, let's put it down here. Okay, I want to find um, how this word is translated. Let me pick a good term here. Let's go back to Galatians 5. Um, revelries. How is that translated in other Bibles? And all I have to do is scroll over that. And notice here I have the translation section listed above. And it will tell me here. I don't know if you can see that. Let me uh, increase the font there. Notice it'll have here the uh, carousing, LEB translation, NES 95, uh, Orgies, ESV, NIV. Uh, so it'll tell me, and by the way, um, I have a Spanish translation there.
that's interlinear. Only your interlinears will appear in the translation section. And I have a Spanish here. Notice that. One Spanish interlinear that I'll have. So that's the only way I can now look at a particular word and know this. what is this word in Spanish. And uh, so I have that. Um, that's a translation. Now, I could mo drag this now. Now, before, you know, you had these, the definition of that word. You have your lexicons listed. I have in order BDAG, uh, Zodiates Word Study Dictionary, Laonida. I have information over the word. Now, how many times is that word used in the New Testament? I don't have to go to right-click and do a uh, um, word study a search or words. I can simply look right here three times in the New Testament. Just scroll right over it. See? So that word is mentioned three times in the New Testament. If I wanted to look at Laonite, I can click on that link. If I wanted to look at the Sensenec lexicon, which is binge partying, uh, I could click on that link uh, and find out further information. So that's the Word Information section. And I can change these settings, by the way, uh, right here by clicking on Setting. If I don't want something that I don't use, I can deselect it uh, under Word Information. And you can drag, I'll collapse all four, all these categories, and I think there's another one, add. I don't have highlights mentioned, I don't use that too much, uh, in the literary typing, see. I don't really fool around with that that much. And notice I could left mouse click, if I wanted a translation, second, drag it down, drag it section down, and it should, uh, drag it in order. It's not doing it right now, but, you could you can reorder these for your personal use. You can customize it. They allowed a little more customization when they uh, redid this, uh, which is really nice. So I had the word definitions, translation, other information on the window, and I really like using the, especially you have multiple monitors. It's really nice to have one monitor, and all you have to you don't have to right click or anything. You scroll over that word, and have, you have all the information there listed at once. Now, image searching. I don't know if we're running out of time here, but I want to go over uh, image searching. So let's go back here let's, to image searching. I'm looking for a chart on the tribulation. Now, we know if you have, you have a Clarence Larkin, Larkin has a, a lot of various prophecy charts. Some of Tommy Isis works. Uh, there's a few books available. He has some charts. I'm really hoping that charting the end times will be available in Logos. Maybe I can suggest that to Tommy while he's here. That would be really nice to have that book in color available in Logos. But there are still some charts that are available that you can utilize. And uh, image searching is very helpful. Now, notice here under the search categories we have media search. Media is where you find your image searching. And here, the drop-down, I have several choices. I just want charts or diagrams. I'm looking only for charts and diagrams. So I'm looking for an image of a chart or diagram. Now, I want to do all resources. Tribulation. So I'll type in tribulation. And hit Enter. And notice here, I have a Larkin's chart there, uh, image, 
And I have various charts there on tribulation. And this is a one in Tommy Ice's book, Answers of Common Questions About the End Times. That's recently available in Logos in a four-volume collection. He has a series of uh, common questions about the end times that's available. You can purchase through Logos. And so I have here the prophecy charts I'm looking for. I'll click on one here. And I could right-click this and then send it to PowerPoint. So if I wanted to, you know automatically put it on PowerPoint. It's that easy. Right-click the image, and I'll, and I'll put it on PowerPoint. And, uh, you know, that's really helpful. So, any other questions? Did you get charts? I didn't see it. Did you get that when you, uh, on search? You search? Yeah. You search a media search. Okay. So I choose media media search here, and then the drop-down, little down arrow right there, clicked on, and notice images, I chose charts and diagrams, charts and diagrams, and that way I can narrow it down to, you know, prophecy charts, and uh, I can do the same for, I can do Millennial Kingdom or whatever, prophecy chart on whatever, um, Let's see if there's anything else I want to show about uh, Logos now. There's grammatical phrases uh, you can search for now in your right-click menu. There are certain dates. Uh, if I right-click, I'm looking in uh, the birth of Christ. I can right-click and it'll tell me it, you know, Jesus was born in uh, 6 B.C. Uh, I wish I would develop this for the Old Testament, like which when did this king reign and all that. They're working on that. They have a timeline feature, but they need to integrate it with their Bible, which I think they're starting to develop. Yes, and uh, so all biblical dates uh, will be integrated. Now, I've created my own custom collection on that. I have a various charts I made from Bible knowledge commentary, and I put it in a personal book. And so I can right-click on any passage in the New Testament, and it will tell me when that passage was written, what date that, that event occurred. And the same with maps, too. Let me show you just one more thing with maps that are customized. I'm looking for a map, and I'll end with this. Um, say I'm in Joshua 6. Yeah, I'm looking for the event of destruction of Jericho. I want to. I want a map on the destruction of Jericho. All I have to do now, my customized collection, and this is not available in Logos. You, I can, I can upload this, and then you can download this, and um, maybe I can create a video on how to do this. But right-click on this, choose the verse, and I created a custom guide called Maps, and. I have like the, the rows then and now Bible maps. Notice that I have verses. I added verses to these maps. And this I created a personal. These are personal books. And I click on that. And notice I have Joshua's thrust into the belly of Canaan. Click on that link. And there I have Jericho and Ai. Right there I have a map the dealing with that. The maps you got from... Logos, but you created custom links to them is what you did, right? 
I had scripture verses. Scripture, right, right, right. Related to that particular event. Because I know that Logos, they have done this to a limited degree. Uh, but it, but I went through the uh, uh, rows and now seven different Bible maps. I added verses to each biblical event. So I can, you know, uh, traditionally we think of Paul's missionary journeys, but, uh, you know, some of the David David's battles... I can look in this passage and have a customized map just for that battle, you know. I think um, gold, Logos Gold 6 comes with over 150 ancient maps. Uh, I think it's 150. Now, they do have an atlas. You can right-click on a verse in, in Logos, and you have to be online to do this. And that's the problem. That's the limitation of this tool. You have a tools uh, atlas right here. But this really needs a lot of work, <laughs> really. I can't use it offline. Uh, when I try to use it, it won't take me to the, the specific era. It'll list simply like looking for maybe uh, Jerusalem under Nehemiah. I want the you know the different gates are uh, you know listed there. Um, I can't do that here. Now I you know it, it's it's really. And I have to zoom into a certain level, and I don't have other cities listed there if I'm looking for, you know. It, it just really, really needs a lot of work, and I'm really frustrated uh, uh, by that. I think they're still working on that, but, yeah, it is new, very new. Uh, once they develop this further, you know, then great. But for now, I'm just using my own customized, like here, I listed all the verses with Rose Den and now Bible links. Okay, any other questions? All right, I think we'll close at this point.